Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Thank you so much for coming back to spend your time with me today. And we are going to step away from some of the science stuff today and talk about something that has come up a couple of times in the past week, and that is understanding what drives your choices. This is something that many, many people misunderstand and few have mastered, but it really is one of those things that sets you free. Here's why I want to spend some time diving into this today. As I say very often, most of us know how we could be making better choices, right? We might not know the perfect approach for our bodies, and that's okay, but Most of us can easily identify one or two changes we could make to the way we eat, how much we eat, when or how often we work out, that if we made that change, it would get us more results. But even though we know it, we don't often do it, even when we want to, even when we want to more than we don't want to. And so we stay in this place where we really want to change, but we aren't changing. And I will say this, for those of you, especially those of you that are new, who think that I am like a touchy-feely rainbows and butterflies kind of girl, no. I am not somebody that's going to tell you you need to understand your feelings or get to the root of some childhood belief about yourself in order to change. Maybe you need that. Maybe you don't. But I am a nuts and bolts kind of black and white girl who's not really all that touchy-feely. I don't like getting into some of the emotional stuff. But the thought stuff, the mindset stuff, is not the same thing as emotion, all right? So I want to spend a couple minutes differentiating between the two things there because a lot of people resist it because they think that it's like a deep dive into your history, and it's not. And the reason I'm telling you this is because there is a more direct path to getting to the point where you make the choices that you actually want to make and you do that consistently, right? But how to get there, you have to be willing to accept that it's not just about tactics, okay? If you are somebody who is thinking that you just haven't found the right diet or the right meal plan or the right calorie count, that's just not the situation, right? It's just not. It's not the choice you're trying to make that's the problem. It's how you think about the choice. Or another way to think about that is how you approach the choice. So I'm not saying how you feel about it. I'm not talking about your emotions here. I'm talking about how you think about it, right? Many people misunderstand me here. When I say think, they hear feel. When I say thought, they hear emotion. Wrong. 
They are different. In fact, somebody emailed me just the other day and said, Elizabeth, you say that emotions drive all of our decisions, and sometimes I just eat crap because I want to eat crap. There doesn't seem to be any emotional em- emotion involved. Am I missing something? And I'm like, yeah, you're missing what I've said. Thoughts and routines drive our choice. Sometimes it's just routine. Sometimes it's thought. Sometimes it's combination. Sometimes emotions have a role there, but thoughts and or routines always have a role. All right. So I'm not getting into the touchy feely emotional stuff, how you feel today. I'm getting into how you think today. So some common thoughts that drive those choices that later we wish we hadn't made are this one thing won't hurt or I've been so good and I'll be better tomorrow or I've worked out so much that it probably won't have much of an impact. It kind of like neutralizes the choice. It's not that we believe the cookie we're debating is a good choice. It's that we think about it in a way that justifies the decision and then we keep doing it. Let's use cocaine as an example. Yep, I'm going there. Cocaine. I've never done it. I don't do it. But I have had many, many, many opportunities. It was a fixture in a past work environment of mine. My thoughts about cocaine were, one time could kill me. I might love it and get hooked. That is a door I refuse to open. Those thoughts drove my decision to say no every time, to say no when there was pressure, to say no when everyone else was doing it, to say no when I was curious, like just legit curious. I don't know what that would feel like. Those thoughts, one time could kill me. I might love it and get hooked. And that's just a door I won't open. Those thoughts drove me to say no every time. On the flip side, I've been in situations where I shouldn't have had a drink or a third drink or a fourth drink, but I did anyway. Maybe I didn't want to have a drink or I just shouldn't have had a drink, but I did anyway. And that wasn't because of lack of willpower. It wasn't divine intervention. I wasn't forced to drink. It wasn't that I had no control. But in those moments, my thoughts about another drink were along the lines of, ah, one more is not going to make much of a difference, or I'll stop after this one, or I've already started, so I mean, what the heck, I'm already being bad, so no sense in trying to stop now. On the other hand, I've been in situations where I've wanted to drink, but haven't had a drink at all, not even a sip, not even one. Again, this is not because of willpower of steel or I'm some superhero or some momentary motivation, but rather because of the thoughts I had about it in those moments. In fact, this happened over this past Memorial Day weekend, twice for me personally. Saturday night, I was at a concert and there were over 40,000 people crammed into an outdoor venue. And I will say, I really, really, really do not like crowds. So I was about a million miles outside of my comfort zone. I wanted to like peel my skin off. I don't like crowds that much. No doubt a drink or two would have helped me relax and chill out a little bit. I'm sure of it, right? Plus it was a concert. It was outside on a holiday weekend. Everybody I was with was drinking. I didn't drink. If my thoughts had been uh, everybody else is, and it'll relax me. I'll probably have more fun if I do. I surely would have had a drink or several. 
My thoughts, however, were, you know what? If I'm going to drink, I want to be able to really enjoy it, savor it, taste it even. And in these crowds, best case, I'll just be trying not to spill it on myself. And there's nothing here that's really worth it. I'm not just going to drink something that I wouldn't normally choose just because it's what what's available here. So I didn't drink because of the thoughts I had in that moment, the thoughts I choose, the perspective I choose, I didn't have a drink. Next thing, uh, the following day, I was at a party, right? Everyone was drinking, everybody. And I was offered a drink probably 25 times, if not more. Now, my thoughts about drinking in that situation are what determine if I say, yeah, sure, I'll have one, or no, thank you. I could have thought, oh, it's Memorial Day weekend. Everybody else is drinking. Live a little. Just have one. Just one. That's totally fine, right? Or could have been, you know, oh, Patron XO I, with Bailey's. That's what they were drinking. I love that. Oh, yay. And if that had been the way I approached it, the thoughts I had in that situation, for sure I would have drank, even though my intention going into that day was not to drink. If I had those thoughts leading up to my decision, I would have drank for sure. Instead, the thoughts I chose, this doesn't happen by like fairies in my head. They're thoughts I choose. It's a perspective I decide to focus on, right? My thoughts were, I have a really big workout tomorrow and I know for sure it's going to be hard if I don't drink. It's going to be way more unpleasant if I do drink, right? If I go into that workout tomorrow having drank today, it's going to be even harder than it would be if I make awesome choices. So I don't want to make it any harder on myself. And I was also thinking, I know I'll be really proud of myself if I don't drink today. And I was thinking, I can have a really great time with these people if I'm not drinking. I don't need alcohol to have a great time. And I was thinking, I brought kombucha with me. I brought some seltzer mocktails. Savor them. Enjoy them. And keep thinking about how glad you'll be tomorrow that you didn't drink today when you are struggling through that workout. You'll notice that it's not emotion driving those choices. It's thought. It's a perspective that I choose to have. Emotions are not the problem. I am not here to suggest that we shouldn't feel stressed or sad or lonely or excited. And I'm not at all suggesting that if you feel those things that your choices are screwed. That's not true. It's our thoughts we want to identify and adjust, right? This is true with all of our choices. Spending choices, food choices, workout choices. It's not emotion, right? Some people think, well, if I'm frustrated, then I make X, Y, Z choice. Or if I'm mad or whatever it is. No, it's not the emotion. It's the thoughts, right? For example, in a workout, if I am thinking, I can't do this. It's too hard. I'm tired. I need to rest. First of all, the emotion is probably frustration, right? But it's not the emotion that drives the choices. It's the thoughts. So if I'm frustrated and I'm thinking, I can't do this. It's too hard. I'm tired. I need to rest. Then those thoughts will probably make me rest or scale the workout or stop. But if I am frustrated, same emotion, but my thoughts are, I do hard things. I don't give up when things are hard. I am an athlete. And doing this hard work now 
makes it easier moving forward, then even though the emotion is the same, frustration, it's the thoughts that drive a choice or action. And I'm less likely to stop. I'm more likely to keep going. One of my clients the other day posted in his document that he had some cupcakes and another treat, I don't remember what it was, that he picked up from a gas station. And that's what he wrote in his journal. He didn't really say anything more about it. So I'm in his journal every single day and I said to him, as best you can, do you remember any of the internal dialogue that drove that choice? So as you were pulling into the gas station or as you were walking up and down the aisle, do you remember, were you thinking like, screw it, I don't care, I'll be better tomorrow, this one thing won't hurt? And he responded and he said, you know, I was thinking I deserve a treat because I'm doing so well, because I'm making so much progress. So I went back to him and I said, let's look at that. Is that what you deserve? Because you've been crushing your goals, do you deserve gas station food? Is that what you deserve? Tell me what you think you really deserve because you've been doing so well. See, sometimes we go through these arguments in our head so fast that we don't ever stay, wait, does that make sense? Or is that true? And that's what I do with my clients, but it's what you can do with yourself. So I said, tell me what you deserve for real. Is it true that because you've been making great choices and you feel really proud of your progress, that what you deserve is a cupcake from a gas station, right? Now, do I think you'll always be able to identify the thoughts that drive a choice? No, probably not. And do I think that you'll always remember to? No, certainly not. But the more you do it, the more you will continue to do it. And when we shine a light onto those thought patterns, we can see the flaws in them. Oftentimes, we feel downright silly when we realize the lies we've been telling ourselves or believing or both, and the way that our own thoughts, often irrational thoughts, hold us back from what we really want. So when I talk my clients through the thoughts that drive their choices, just like I deserve food from a gas station, they're often really surprised to see how often they lie to themselves. When they say, well, I mean, I kind of already blew the day, I'll say, so what does that have to do with making it worse? What you're telling me is you've made choices today that make you feel bad, so making more of those choices won't make it worse? Is that true? And is it working for you? And then once they answer that, I'll say, well, what is true? If you've made a series of choices that you don't feel good about, what would help? What is true? What do you want? It is a practice of shining a light on what you think instead of just letting your thoughts run unchecked run unquestioned. Just because you've been saying something over and over and over again to yourself for years doesn't make it true, right? I mean, you could convince yourself that the sky is black. Well, it is at night. That was a really bad example. Clearly, <laughs> you can tell I don't script my shows, right? You can convince yourself that the sky is, I don't know, purple, if you just say, the sky is purple, the sky is purple, the sky is purple. But if you never question that, 
is it really? Is it purple now? Then you would go on believing a lie. And that is what happens here, guys. So many of the choices we make that we don't feel good about ourselves come from lies that we just haven't paid attention to. Like, I'll do better tomorrow. Well, what does the choice you're making right now have to do with tomorrow? And is that working for you? You've probably used that before. Is it getting you where you want? Is it an effective strategy to think, well, I'll have this now because I'll be better tomorrow? Really complete the sentences, right? And what I mean by that is we often use these fragments of stories as the thoughts that drive the choices we don't feel good about, right? So I've been so good. That is a fragment of a story. And so what I do with my clients is I say, when you say that, what you're saying is, I've been making great choices and I feel really good about my progress. And because of that, I deserve to do the thing that created the problem to begin with that takes me away from this progress I'm celebrating. That's what you deserve. Is that really what you deserve? So take the fragment and fill it out. Do not just take a snippet and be like, yep, that works. No, really take the time. And this is why journaling is so important and why I insist on it with my clients. Is that true? Is that real? What is the full story you are telling yourself when you say this one thing won't make a difference? My goal is to lose 20 pounds. And I'm going to have this cookie because it doesn't matter. Is that true? Have I said that to myself before? Is it taking me in the direction that I want to go? Is it worth it? What do I really want? And is it this cookie? This is how we change the choices we make when we start to shine a light on the thoughts that drive our choices. Just a quick reminder for you guys as we wrap up. The summer fat loss fast track. That's the 12 week coaching group where we have one challenge every week for 12 weeks. We have a private Facebook group. We have weekly webinars, weekly level up lectures. It kicks off on July 9th. There is a wait list. And that doesn't mean that there's more people on the list than there are spots. It just means that that's the list to which I send information. Okay. So, Waitlist might not be the best thing to call it. There is an information request list. So over the next few weeks, I will be sharing more information about the Summer Fat Loss Fast Track with the people who are on that list. So if you want to get more information for that July kickoff group, it's 12 weeks, so we will be steamrolling into the fall with lots of momentum and motivation You can uh, find that link in the show notes for this episode over at primalpotential.com or you can go to primalpotential.com forward slash shop, S-H-O-P, and you will find that list there as well underneath Fat Loss Fast Track. So if you are looking for more information, you want to know more about that, put your name on that list because I will be sending out lots more information over the next couple of weeks. I hope you guys have a great day and I hope you really start to pay attention to the thoughts that drive your choices because this is often a powerful place to make changes. 
Have a great day, guys. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there. Hey Houston, Con's prices are invincible. That means prices have been cut low, as in amazingly low, as in won't be beat. In fact, we're backing it up with our low price guarantee. Invincible prices on appliances, furniture, electronics, mattresses, and more. Not invincible enough for you? How about free next day delivery on appliances, TVs, and mattresses? And payment options for everyone, whether you have good credit or building it. Visit Con's today and find out what invincible feels like. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money.